This is DWZ Podcast with J-Rod here. Deleted WrestleZone's own podcast, professional wrestling with AEW, NXT, New Japan Pro Wrestling, Impact Wrestling, the National Wrestling Alliance. There's promotions, wrestlers, matches, and championships. I am your host, J-Rod here. So, welcome back, listeners. So, we got a very interesting topic. We really want to get this done. First things first, we got the stardom topics here that we got to talk about. The first one is involving the finals of the five-star Grand Prix. Now, if you guys remember, there's been several people that talked about who most likely could win. There is, of course, here's the names. There are those that predicted Utami Hayashida once again, Julia, and Tam Nakano. Now, throughout the finals, I have to say it was pretty good. Like, I enjoyed some of the good matches they had before we get to the ones that I did like is, of course, is Mina Shirakawa versus Natsupoi, the two current members of Cosmic Angels. Now, what I liked about that match, it was more about, like, how do I say, this was never about, like, how do I say, who was always been the favorite of Tamu, of Ta- uh, Tam Nakano. So, it was more like who's going to be the first one to make the, the initial challenge for the wipeout. Now, Prior before Natsupoi actually joined uh, Cosmic Angel, she did made a play for the the white belt on uh, two different occasions. One with um, Tam, of course, when she was still with DDM. And then, of course, one with Sayakamitani, where both of them actually, uh, both matches lost. But Mina has made a play with the belt before, like last year, when Tam was the champion. And now she gets another opportunity. So this, t- as you know, she initially, um, when she won the match, she already made her initial res- decision. She wants to challenge for the white belt, and it's going to happen on the November 3rd. And I thought it was a pretty good match. Uh, really good ma- match happened is Utami Ishida versus Koguma, but the match wasn't important. The important one is what happened afterwards. Natsuko Tora shows up, the leader of Oda Tai now. Natsuko Tora hasn't wrestled for over a year, not since she got injured during her match with Utami Ishida for the Red Belt in that particular that time. And now it's like Natsuko wants revenge for losing a whole year for not competing. So this is more payback. So I'm sure Utami realizes, yes, this is about payback. And then the ones that were good was Julia versus Zuzu Suzuki. Like those two, oh my God. There was like emotional moments prior before they... They interacted in the middle of the ring. If you follow the story about Julia and Suzuki, let me explain it to you. Both these ladies knew each other back in Ice Ribbon. Uh, Julia was one of the few wrestlers that said that could have been the ace of of Ice Ribbon if she didn't left in the first place. Zuzu was a prodigy, but in a way she was more into the deathmatch scene because she wanted to be part of that a movement, you know, involved with the deathmatch wrestling. But when Julia left, Zuzu became the top ace during that time when she left. And, of course, she hated Julia for abandoning her. And not only that, Zuzu Zuki was the one being questioned. If she, they, they were questioning her time and time again, asking her, did you know that Julia was going to leave? And, of course, Zuzu said that, no, I didn't know anything. It put her in a predicament. But she said the only reason she didn't say anything to Zuzu was to protect her. Like, Protecting her from what? You basically told her, uh, said that she didn't know anything, but she was being the one accused, made her look bad. And Zuzu would do anything to destroy Julia, but 
the match itself, oh my god, it was crazy. But it ended with a time limit draw, so she ended up winning 16 points to make it to the finals. But who was the one who was going to win it to the in the in the Red Star block? Well, it turned out to be Tam Nakano, which kind of reignited their feud from March of March 3rd of 2021 when Tam beat Julia in a hair versus hair match for the Wonder of Stardom belt, aka the white belt. And now this is the the moment of truth. Now there were the prediction was these two most likely would have won it. But if you ask me who did I want to vote? Obviously, to me, I wanted Tam to win. It was because, you know, she had dreams and goals in mind, but Julia hit the Northern Light Bomb, not once, but twice. It put a big, devastating blow with Tam, and I felt bad for her. She was crying. But people are saying that being runner-up is not bad, but for her saying, it feels like the way she mentioned on the press conference, like, being runner-up doesn't prove anything. You have to be number one, and she's right. Some people say second place is not bad. I'm like, how is that true? I mean, look, I've been third place before in my history, and in, um, in, I forgot what category, but I know I did my best. But some people will say second place doesn't mean shit. You have to be number one. I know fans are saying she should, go, she has time to win the red belt, but the problem is this: I don't know how it's gonna go because right now, as Julia be. be um, one, she already made the initial assumption that she's going to already ch uh, challenge for the red belt on December 29th for um, Dream Queensdom at Rio Goku. So that's already been uh, established. But as for Tam, right now she needs to focus on the tag team titles because, as you know, soon we'll be starting the ta uh, the tag team tournament. I hold, I hope she can hold on to those titles a little longer. But I hope next year she can win the five-star Grand Prix, and finally win the Red Belt. I think that's what Stardom needs to do. Give her an, uh, an opportunity to become this because the Red Belt is one of the few belts that she had, one of the belts she need, needs to get a hold of. And we'll see what happens then. Now, in relation to what happened to the five-star Grand Prix, they announced for what's going to happen with the IWGP Women's uh, Championship Tournament. Well, a while back, they did, like, uh, who's going to participate. So they picked the six leaders involved. We have, of course, Julia, Tam, uh, Julia from Odata, I mean, Julia from DDM, Tam from Cosmic Angels, Sudi from God's Eye, Utami Ishida from Queen's Quest, Starlight Kid, who was sort of like this, the acting leader until Natsuko Tora shows up, and, of course, Mayu Itani. So the ones that never made it was Sudi and Tam Nakano. But... Now that we know that uh, Julia will be in the in the in the main event at Rio Goku on the 29th, so she decided to pull away and replace her with um, with her who should be oh yeah with Himika. So it's kind of surprising, but somebody probably say why not Micah? You know, Micah's more capable. Well, that would be true, but she does have an opportunity for the red belt on a on the third of November, so she'll be facing Sudi for that belt. So. That's how it's going to be. So Sudi has to hold on to the belt a little longer before she gets to uh, December 29th. As for Natsuko Tora, she voted for M Momo Wananabe. Reason is, Momo is a capable champion, but she never held a red belt before. So probably this would be a perfect opportunity. So, but however, Utami Hayashida of Queen's Quest and Mayu Utani of Stars stayed. So, but this is what's going on in the tournament so far. As you know, on October 2nd, uh, on Royal Quest 2, which I haven't seen, 
Um, we already have the first ever match that took place. It was Alpha Female Jazzy Galbert versus um, the Ava, Ava White. Uh, Alpha Female won the first round, so she goes to the, to the semifinal round where she faced none other than Kyrie Zane in it. So who will walk out of this? So this match will take place on the 23rd of October in Corkin Hall. However, um, as this how it's going to go, on the 22nd of October, we will have Momo Wananabe versus Mayu Watani. And then, of course, we have Utami Ishida versus Himika. So whoever walks out of that will be heading out to the 23rd of October. And then whoever wins that will be heading on November 20th for the first to ever become the IWGP um, Women's Champion. Now, who do I predict? Right now, my pick is Maya Iwatani because, A, she's more recognizable internationally and, of course, Many people love Mayu, and she's always she has traveled the world before, and I think that's the most suitable uh, thing for them to do. Put someone who has been at the top, and I think that's hopefully becomes the right move, and hopefully that happens. So I think that's pretty much it. What we got with the Stardom events. So let's talk about relation to Stardom, but with one particular Yoshi wrestler, Unagi Sayaka. Now this happened. Um, when was it? This passed on October 3rd of this year. As you know, uh, Stardom had three press conferences. Relations to New Blood 5, the IWGP, uh, one ha uh, that's one right there. Two, there was two subjects involved, the IWGP Women's Championship Tournament. And then with it is the Goddesses Tag Teams. And of course, the third one was involving the Hiroshima Goddess Festival uh, on November 3rd. But there was one particular people were noticing it, much like me. Unagi Sayaka was nowhere to be found in this in, in all three uh, press conferences. Now this is what happened. I would have presumed that Mina and Unagi would have been participating in tag league because they are a tag team together as Pink Kabuki, and people all over social media were already going on a whams like, "Oh my God, is she leaving Stardom?" You know, they're like going all this. My presumption was either she got hurt or she asked for some time off. I don't know what's the problem. However, Unagi posted out a video on her YouTube channel. Well, to be on record, yes, folks, she does have a YouTube channel. She hasn't used it in two years. Now, she explains the reasons what's been going on. Now, just to make things clear... If you go use go on the translation, which is on settings, it doesn't give a hundred percent accuracy of what she's talking about. Uh, there's another video that was posted. I don't remember by who. Um, let me look it up real quick because um, I know I saw it uh, recently. Let's see. Uh... Uh huh. I know I saw it here somewhere because I have it's on my phone. I watch all my YouTube videos either on my tablet or or okay, yes, here it is. Uh, this one it's from a uh, YouTube channel called HD, which capital uh, subs. So you can see um, Unagi talked about calling it 
this person called it Unagi Sayaka enters the Gion period. Now, what is exactly the significance of this video? Well, if you guys have been following the Five Star Grand Prix recently, Unagi Sayaka was at the bottom of the Five Star Grand Prix with only four points, winning only two matches, one with Saki Kashima and the other was at the finals against Momokogo. I'm sure this whole thing was a bit of disappointment for her because, as you know, Tam Nakano, the leader of Cosmic Angels, went to the finals, but, of course, came up short. Uh, Natsupoi ended up with 12 points, Mina Shirakawa with 10, and Saki with 8. But she's the only member who only ended up with the lowest points, and I'm sure it's very disappointing on her. Now, she did indicate it that nothing with the Cosmic Angels will change. Basically, it's like more she's saying she's not leaving. But from what sources are telling, saying on tw on Twitter, that Nagi Sayaka will be stepping away for time being from stardom to do her uh, a bit of freelancing, and she's not doing this because she wants to. It's more like she's she says she's gonna assess other wrestlers from other promotions, but at the same time she wants assessed with herself. Now, if you don't know what that means, I'll explain it to you. If you guys ever seen Unagi Sayaka, she's a bit of the unorthodox and chaotic ring wrestler, if you ever seen her. So she doesn't have like a bit of the traits how we've seen in pro wrestling, but there's nothing wrong with being unorthodox. We've seen that with Orange Cassidy, Abaddon, and a few other, Danhausen, and, and that's okay. We don't judge. But I think Unagi is seeing that she may not be the best wrestler right now at this point, and I don't blame her, but... This, right, how for her going to f be freelancing is going to be a good thing because, as you know, Stardom does not have an NXT program or a developmental program. That's a good thing. But going freelancing, it could help you gain experience. How do I know that? Well, I'll tell you how because um, Unagi's teammate from Colors, uh, Yuko Sakurai, has a bit of experience in freelancing. And, of course, my Sakurai criticized her, saying that that doesn't work in Stardom. Well... It did work, but it could work with other people, you know? So Nagi's going to step out of stardom for a little bit, for a couple of weeks. She's not booked for most events, but hopefully she'll be back either before the end of the year or the start of the year, whatever goes out. But um, if you're interested, she will appear on the 7th of October for um, Just Tap Out, where she faces AOI. This promotion, Just Tap Out, is the promotion from someone you guys know. From the, the, the Attitude Era, Takamichinuku, who's also a member of Suzuki Goon. And he was the one who made this match happen. I think it's going to be great to see that. Now, the second match that she announced will be on the 16th of October as well. It will be at Corken Hall with World Woman Pro Wrestling Diana. So, she'll be in, in some sort of tournament. But, however, if you guys ask me, um, has she ever done freelancing before? Well, she did two, had two matches outside of stardom one in may with mina shirakawa as pink kabuki taking on um luminous from who are the current world of women pro wrestling diana's tag team champions where it ended up with a double count out and she did had another match on july 7th where she faced her old mentor yuna manaze from gambari pro um in a singles match which she won and i think this is going to be good i wouldn't be surprised if she goes to Gambari Pro to sharpen her skills. I would like to see that. Uh, someone even posted this on Twitter, and I thought it was cool. 
they're saying she should go to Choco Pro. That would be a good a place for her to go. But she even talked about going overseas. Uh, the, I think it's a good idea because I know, if you guys know this or not, Sumi Sakai, legendary Yoshi wrestler, has been the official handler for booking Yoshi wrestlers who have come to the States to go wherever they need to go. So basically, they have to go. If that's the case, I wouldn't be surprised. Sumi Sakai will be the one to do that. But to make things perfectly clear, now, just to get this out of the way, once again, the fucking dirt sheets are saying a different fucking narrative. They're saying that Unagi is leaving. Now, this, one of the dirt sheets called Slam Wrestling. Now, when I saw this, I'm like, wait a minute. That's not exactly what I've been hearing. You know, they're saying that she's going to be out for a couple of weeks. Who said that she's leaving? I mean, I know she's officially signed. So, I'm, yeah, so that's the thing. Now, some of you asked me this. Um, did Stardom okay it? I'm going to say it's possible that they okayed it. They're giving her some time to get better as a wrestler, and I think there's nothing wrong with it. Not to mention, they have been um, booking freelancers. Look at Colors, Prominence, Fukigen Def. And, of course, Tomoka Inaba, who is, in fact, one of the newest member of God's Eye. But it's Furunagi. You know, it's kind of a bit sad that she's going to be gone for a while. It's Waka Tsukiyama. I just found out she, I think she's a little bit sad. But she has grown closer to, to Nagi for several reasons, if you guys ever noticed. Uh, when Colors merged with, with Cosmic Angels, Unagi was the one who was crying, and Unagi has been looking out for her, knowing that, you know, she's happy that she finally has some new friends that, that they rely on, especially, well, not new friends, but old friends who become new friends again. And, of course, that one time where Unagi and Waka were in that three-way match against Ruka, Unagi wanted to ask Waka, did she really love pro wrestling? And she didn't give a straight answer for a couple of weeks. But... When Waka finally gave her the answer, she started crying and told her that she does. And Unagi wanted to hear that from her because she wanted to tell her, no, do not give up. And it, it's very touching because the way it goes, Unagi doesn't want to see her fail. We can say that Unagi, Waka is the unsung hero because she hasn't won a singles match. But Unagi's looking for the best interest in her. And I think that's what makes Unagi great. Like, she's playing the role as the big sister for Waka. I would have assumed that Tam would, but because um, many people question why did Waka join Cosmic Angels. Well, there's a reason for that. Tam said that Waka reminded of her, you know, how she started out with winning no matches. So it's cool. But Unagi, on the other hand, I'm very going to be curious. I, If you guys know this or not, I watch all of my wrestling shows on watchprowrestling.org. And you can make requests for whatever events. So I'm waiting for those events to come out. Uh, it's still unclear where. But someone did also post it on Twitter that Unagi just posted her her email account for booking. So it would make sense why if any free, any promotions. I wouldn't be surprised if she goes to Pro Wrestling Wave and bumps into Yuko, Rina. Well, the members of Colors because they mostly appear in that promotion a lot. Uh, or possibly Diana or... Marvelous, Sendai Girls. No, Tokyo Shi Pro Wrestling will not take her in because, as you know, she was part of that promotion in the past. Right now, Tokyo Shi Pro is the second largest promotion in the Yoshi world in Japan. So, hopefully, if she does go overseas, I would like to see her go. I, I'm going. I would. I would presume that she probably end up going 
to deadlock pro wrestling because we've seen a lot of the Joshi wrestlers going there recently. So I wouldn't be surprised on that. So yeah, so can't wait to see. Now moving on. Well, here we go again in the AEW world, folks. As you know, you may have heard what's been going on. It appears more altercations have been taking place in AEW once more. If you guys don't know what I'm referring to, this is about Andrade El Idolo and Sammy Guevara. Now, what the hell is wrong with this picture here? You probably say this to me. Here's what's going on. According to Andrade, he's saying that Sammy has been complaining like a little girl. Now, you ask yourselves, what is he complaining about? Well, here's the complaint. It appears that the reason that that um how to say that this is happening Sammy complained about how Andrade hit him so hard in the in what in their matches. Now, this is Andrade's response to it and during an interview he said, "It's wrestling. That's how you're supposed to hit hard." Yeah, I mean, we've seen that. But he did say that he talked about wrestlers back in WWE like Sheamus. He hits hard. Uh, Miz hits hard. Uh, John Cena, when he hits him hard, uh, Cena doesn't complain. You know? And Sammy's the one who's taking this personally. It's like he has a problem with him because the way he hits hard. I'm like, wait a minute, Sammy. When did you complain about that? If you guys recall this, back in Pro Wrestling Gorilla, he ended up in a match with, well, Gunther, formerly known as Walter, and he has those chops on his on his freaking chest. Like his chest was freaking red, and he had to show it to his mom when he was still living in Texas. And I'm like, since when did he start complaining about that? That's that's the thing that kind of gets me. Okay, uh, if why is he that he hits hard? I mean, we've seen wrestlers how they hit. What's his problem with that? I just don't get it. So it makes no sense. Why? But uh, from my understanding now, it happened today since we're today is October fifth uh, during one, uh, um, Dynamite. Both Andrade and Sammy were sent home because of this, and I say it's the right call. Try to separate these two because we don't want to see more altercations. I'm sure Tony Khan is going to try to resolve this as possible. But however, due to the fact of this altercation, uh, Andrade was supposed to have a match against uh, Preston Vance aka 10 uh turns out it's not gonna happen so they're gonna celebrate the final match of brody king where 10 is gonna team up with the members of dark order to take on death triangle for the aew trios championship i'm like wow that's gonna be interesting if he wins it they're gonna honor brody um brody king in a big way and i can't wait to see that i think that's gonna be a banger of a match trust me folks that's how I would see it if that's the case. So, now our final talk, as you may have heard now, it appears that he, uh, a, a bandito, made his recent appearance at, ring, at AEW for the Ring of Honor World Championship against Chris Jericho. It appears that he seems like he come into an agreement with Tony Khan to be signed. Now, it's still unclear what kind of agreement it is. It looks like Bandito has agreed to the deal. Now, this is the first time Tony Khan has tried to sign Bandito. Now, prior before AEW ever had a TV deal, Bandito decided to stick with uh, Ring of Honor. 
But we all know what happened with Ring of Honor, folks. You know, it kind of went on a pause for a while because of COVID. And it's certainly understandable not to put the blame on anybody. Not to mention he was the Ring of Honor World Champion and all of that. So I think this is going to be great. Uh, I'm a big fan of Bandito. I love him. I even met the guy before. You know, he came here for an independent show in, in my hometown of San Diego. Took a photo with him, and he was cool. I love the guy. And took some awesome photos and pictures. So I'm happy for him, and I hope everybody is. So I think that's pretty much it. What we have for our episode here for on this podcast. Uh, stay tuned. We got some more stuff coming up. You can check me out on my YouTube channel, which is Deleted Wrestle Zone. I'm right now just released. The, I just uploaded the latest video, uh, episode 850, 850. It features, of course, um, Gambard Pro, NWA, um, AW Dark, and the latest NXT, and plus some news updates to. Um, how do I say, to get the whole thing going. So, uh, I think that's pretty much it, what we got now. So, uh, I'll think I'll see you guys in the next episode. So, I must bid all of you adieu. So, goodbye. Mwah. And have a nice day. Bang!